and we are live. It's another episode of the Light Coast Podcast. We have another cool guest. So, Lucian, would you like to introduce yourself to all our future guests? Yes, hi everybody. Hi, Robert. My name is uh, Bogdan Tica. I am Romanian. Um, my current job is uh, chief officer on uh, Mega Yacht, 70 mm-hmm. meters. I started my my career on the on yacht industry in 2014 in uh, in Dubai. Mm-hmm. I'm experienced in um, Red Sea and um, Dubai, Abu Dhabi, all of this uh, Emirate. I was working around the three and a half. Mm-hmm. And in 2018, I decided to change my job and to start also in, in Europe because I didn't have uh, experience in this in this area and how you know the same like like you I think so it's better to do like a reset every three four years you know because otherwise you remain uh, stuck yeah. on, the same react on the same boat uh, we start to be almost uh, daily the same and I think so you'll start to lose your your interest you know that's why I think so this is the best just to, to change every three four years. Yeah, that's a cool idea, especially once we are young, you prefer to, let's say, stay dynamic. So you started in Dubai. How do you compare it to, for example, Qatar? Because I believe that most people that go to the Middle East to start the acting career, they either start in the UAE or they go to Qatar, unless there's something going on in Saudi Arabia as well that I'm not aware of. We're talking it's about true. the major yachting camps. Um, look, in... Um... In Dubai, I was working on the big yacht from 80 meters plus. Mm-hmm. So it's quite a big difference in matter of the of, of the size. The management also is um, is different than the European mentality. Mm-hmm. There you have a certain rules and you cannot go left or right. You must to to follow the the, the management. Um, how you know the yacht industry are quite um, important person VIP mm-hmm. and uh, also in matter of the cyber security because it's your uh, your area of uh, of discussion. There's uh, just this is my personal opinion. There's quite more um, more strict and more professional in uh, in this area than the European. Mm-hmm. But also because maybe there's private yacht. I was working before on the private yacht now. I'm on the charter act, and maybe also that's why the owner he want more privacy. He, he want to know exactly what's happening on internet, what is coming in, what is going out from the in the matter of um, web. Yeah, that's pretty interesting because you mentioned that you encountered an owner that really cares about you know his own security and privacy, which is not that common. I, I guess you agree with me. Because based on my experience with the industry. Keep in mind that you know cybersecurity is almost always a compromise uh, with convenience. Most of the owners they, they want convenience. You know they, they go there to enjoy the vacation, spend time with the friends and family. And if you try to introduce them the idea of something which is slightly inconvenient but to increase the overall cybersecurity posture of a vessel, they might be against it. Do you agree? Um. Not necessary. Those are not necessary. Where I was working before in, in Dubai, there was very um, the owner, he was young and very open to any kind of suggestion and solution. The mm-hmm. problem is the what to say to know how to pack the, the idea to him to present. It was very important the presentation. And yeah, sure. uh, if you know how to deliver it, the, 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 the message 
for sure he'll uh, he'll he'll, uh, he'll change the mind almost always. We don't have any kind of, of issue if we have uh, or if we come with an idea to improve something on the on the, on the management. Yeah, it depends on the owner if he's young, if he's old, if he's uh, very important person. Maybe he wants mm-hmm. more privacy. If he's coming with the children, with the wife, uh, or depend of the discussion. On the acting industry, they, are, they have a lot of um, meetings, and mm-hmm. also I think so. If he's with a little bit high risk of uh, uncover the the discussion, for sure it will take the. Um, the the, measure, the measurement will be also also high. And that's a very interesting uh, point you just brought because a lot of uh, previous guests, Libeski mentioned, if I understand understood them correctly, of course, that owners in most cases or people who charter the yacht, they care presumably mostly about entertainment. And most of the entertainment solutions, unfortunately, they haven't been designed with the security in mind. And we are talking about things you know, from entertainment software. Uh, to IoT devices. So I'm really glad to hear that uh, some of the other people really realize the, let's say, the importance and they have their priorities set right. No, imagine it, it, it's very, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, it's really important the, the, the this field of, of cybersecurity. And uh, I tell you why. You don't know what's happening in the past. It's happening for us in the past, you know. The mail of the our company from the management just mm-hmm. to book one and to send a like uh, hi guys look we change for the payroll please access the the link for the new account or something like this or whatever it was a scam you know mm-hmm. uh, you never know what you access you know and they have um, they they have opportunity the enemy to say you know to enter inside your uh, your home and to I don't know, to access the CCTV camera. Around the the actor, whatever you know, we, we don't know what kind of information we have on is the owner on board or the guest. Maybe they discuss something sensitive and yeah, of course. And three depends on the vessel. I, I presume that all those let's say new builds uh, they are probably being designed with the security in mind because you know, they are taking into account uh, the challenges of the modern industry, modern threats, and they are trying to utilize all the new technologies as a prevention. But if it comes to older vessels, or especially vessels which are you know, like 15, 20 years old, they're still perfectly fine uh, if it comes to, let's say, uh, marine values, like navigation, how you know, it flows properly and all of it. But uh, 9 out of 10, I presume, if we are considering vessels which are 20 years old, I tend to believe that the IT posture and cybersecurity posture of the vessel is uh, not really aligned with the requirements of 2020. Do you agree? Yes, I agree. And I tell you why. Because they, first of all, on the charter industry or private, also depend mm-hmm. on the owner, they believe like uh, never happening any kind of attack, any kind of breach in, uh, in, your, uh, in your system. Just they want to, to make uh, money because they see just like a business. And yeah, they, sure. they, I think so. The, the big problem is they cannot adapt to the actual situation, you know? You cannot compare 20 years ago with the technology mm-hmm. from now. You know, it's very easy to, to enter on our uh, web and to see exactly what's happening on, on board. Or, yeah, know, to be honest, I like to compare the... Uh, sorry, I interrupted you. Go on. No, no, that's what I said. You know, it, it, I think so this is the, the, the big problem because they believe 
what's happening 20 years ago is also it's also um actual you know what's happening uh, now it's not like this you know you, you want to, to to be all the time one step uh, forward than your um, enemy to say you know yeah and i like to compare the let's say yacht charting industry to the luxury vehicles rental because it's relatively similar i have a buddy who has a pentesting company back in vegas and he basically provides cyber security services to you know, all those luxury renters that uh, rent uh, uh, no, top-rate uh, limousines and stuff. And uh, all those renters, the owners or people who rent it, because not every single person rents it just to you know, order a bottle service in Vegas. A lot of people, especially those uh, wealthy individuals, they just use it on a daily basis and also care about the privacy. So they want to make sure that nothing is back that they can discuss or their sensitive business-related stuff uh, on the back of the limo. But uh, that was just a discussion. It's true. Um, look, um, I think also the, the decision also can be made by the management, not only by owner, because, you know, the owner, if he wants something, but the management, if they present, and now, apparently, but I, I do like a small research, almost all the yacht um, management, they start mm-hmm. to have like, uh, or they are working with somebody from outside, or they integrate in the interim management mm-hmm. under DP or DPO, uh, you know, they, they, they start to have um, this kind of um, office with their two, three guys, you know, who they are within cybersecurity, you know, and mm-hmm. they start because, in my opinion, we must have um, an audit. I don't know, time, times, every six months, every one year. I, I don't know because I tell you one more time, my chief officer mm-hmm. is not my, my field is with the with the cyber security, but I tell you, for sure, we must have like incident response uh, management. Yeah. And yeah, just sure. to, for the networking, monitoring, incident response management. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to look, especially yeah. if you consider that people who own a boat or uh, you know, even uh, guys who can afford to charter it, they're highly targeted individuals, in my opinion. Maybe maybe not people who charter, but especially owners. You know, they are, mm. as I said, high-value individuals. And due to that fact, they are targeted much more than you know an average person that decides to go and uh, um, purchase a cruise ship ticket uh, somewhere to you know, sail across Caribbean for a while. Yes, it's true. But uh, one more time, I tell you. Also, depend of the charter. Mm-hmm. It's happening in the past to have a very important person, yeah? Mm-hmm. And with a few days before charter, they are setting his own team made by the AVIT officer, AT or with, with this one, you know, and they are just checking, they are doing like, uh, to say, external audit, you know? And oh, they but... check uh, external audit testing, internal audit testing, wireless device testing, firewall security testing, you know? That's, that's, why, that's pretty cool. Is it common? And just before uh, to to start a charter, to have like um, this, I tell you, is um, is made by the um, by the guest by himself with with his team. Because uh, also you have to check. Because imagine if if you rent the, a yacht for the I I don't know for one week, mm-hmm. for sure you are you 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 are in vacation. But if you are a very important person, you are working also from the ship. You know. Yeah, sure. You can open on the web. You know. Everything you can yeah, do. Uh, I, I do realize. So you don't you explain to me. The question is, are those kind of assessments uh, common? Because, I, I, to be honest, I heard about some cases, but 
as far as I know, you know, in majority of cases, uh, the gas simply enters the charter and he assumes or takes it as granted that the security has been taken care of. Bravo, exactly. Yes, this is happening in, I don't know, 80% of the time. That's okay. why I, just, I give an example. This is from, to say, 1 to 10 is happening to come with his own uh, team. But otherwise, yes, when they are paying for the for the charge, they assume like they have uh, already everything set up and they are fully protected in matter of, I don't know, security, navigation, uh, internet, uh, Okay, so I've noticed that quite a lot of companies, especially in the acting sector, they are, let's say, sending people the promise of security. And, and I've seen some crazy cases, like guys who try to sell, you know, remote monitoring and management service like Kaseya or Ninja MM or whatever, and they sell it as, as SOC, you know, as security operations center, and they have no capabilities to do any kind of intrusion detection. They, they just sell it to them as such. And because the clients don't know any better, quite often they just fall for it. Have yeah, you yeah. seen that kind of cases? No, 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 no. I don't want to say the lie. I, I, I did, I didn't hear around me. For sure, it um, is happening. But what okay. I work around me, I, I, I didn't hear. I don't want to say. No, no, no problem. So, have you seen some kind of changes within the acting sector since the you know pandemic started and the entire isolation and quarantine took place? In matter of cyber security, or if I yeah, mostly cyber security. You can add some uh, additional you know insights or opinion of your own, but uh... no, I'll say no because uh, look, I'll tell you frankly, I think so more than. 60%, especially if they are chartered, they are just uh, alongside, I think so. And they, nobody wants to spend money. For sure, 100%, they don't want to spend money in, in nothing. Just they try to reduce the the crew and mm -hmm. just to, to be on the, I don't know, on the survival line. Yeah, they're and, the split command, they kind of cut the cost. But the question is, I presume that before the pandemic, uh, quite a lot of people, they basically <laughs> just traveled uh, around the world and uh, they visited... Uh, you know, the on-premises, if it comes to React. Nowadays, most of the things started to be done remotely, despite the fact that uh, quite a lot of Yaks uh, simply weren't ready for it. So they might not, uh, maybe not know, but they quite often fail to establish a proper connection. And that's why it basically opens a lot of opportunities for people to take advantage out of it. Ah, oh, yes, you have right, yes. We are talking about misconfigured VPN connections. And... Yes, you have. Uh, you, you have right. But, so, but you know, I think so. They are still not prepared. The 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 the, the company. So it's not even about what I've heard, but I've noticed the increased amount of security breaches, especially you know in 2020, without pandemic uh, going on uh, during the first like say, two three months of the year. Every single year we have a, sorry, every single month we have a really serious security breach. And I can start to list all of them, but the point is that I presume more and more of them are going public in a way that the company simply cannot hide it. Still, I guess at least three times as much security breaches and attacks happen and they are simply not being disclosed. In the acting sector, presumably, most of the owners of management companies, they want to maintain their reputation. 
So uh, they would rather pay a ransom and you know, invest or not invest uh, in the long term, trying to make sure that it won't happen again, rather than uh, disclose it in any way. It's true. I tell you one more time. In the in the company where I work, we didn't have any kind of uh, any kind of issue because I believe the the team is made by the young, uh, young people. They are investing in everything. We we have uh, the, 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 that's why I tell you. I, I put it here. We have uh, risk assessment, uh, password audit, security gap audit. Yeah, the, the, that's really cool. Which means that your boat is being taken care of. Yes, and, uh, but I also they are around me. I speak with a lot of uh, another two, chief officer with, with captain, and it's not happening. That's why I think so. Depend of the on the management is very important. Yeah, I also speak with quite a lot of people. And... They don't hire um, an external company or they integrate into their company. They they hire people. I think so. It's it's be a little bit hard, you know, the the owner to because everything you know for them is about money. Yeah, Because sure. they believe everybody believes the same like me. I believe I never ever I really don't have any kind of issue. Nobody take money from my from my account. Nobody try to break my my email, etc. Yeah, a lot of people, especially if it comes to carding, you know, stealing credit or debit cards uh, credentials, they believe that because no money have disappeared from their account, they can be cut. But if you just save the dark web, they're like hundreds of thousands of credit card numbers, your credit card number can be among them. And the fact that nobody tried to take it, or maybe, you know, they just take very little amount of money, like two, three, up to five euro, and you simply haven't noticed it. The point is that unless you own, I know the, let's say most luxurious credit cards, the Bank of America Platinum or whatever, with like 10 hundred uh, or a hundred euro, so hundred thousand euro of a daily limit, you're probably not being targeted as much. It's true. Never for me, happening, I tell you the short uh, story for me is happening mm-hmm. with my with my card. Um, the thing is, all the time before to start a new contract, I speak mm-hmm. with my uh, with the local uh, branch of, of the bank, you know, and I tell them, look, uh, in these three months, I know for sure I've been uh, Italy, France, and I don't know, Monaco, for example. Mm-hmm. I, I tell them in advance, the area where where I was where I supposed to to be, you know. And what I miss happened, they called me from the from the bank, my my agent, and they asked me if I'm in India in Bombay because somebody tried to take uh, twice, you know. I said no, no, I'm I'm in I was in in, in Italy at this time, and just take they, they close my um, my card, you know. Mm-hmm. I I also without without money, you know. Only if I have cash, I cannot use it till I come back. But it's happening also for regular uh, person. I don't know. Maybe I was drinking a coffee and somebody just take loan and I give them the card to pay. I don't know. Yeah, how to so it's very easy to. Yeah, it is. So your main uh, card or you know several cards that you use for travel, I advise to keep it very secure. But also, like small tip that I can uh, give to all the audience, uh, try to utilize uh, virtual cards. You can always imagine that you you know start some kind of subscription in a shady service. Uh, in a company that doesn't have the reputation yet. You can just create a virtual card, kill it after two months, uh, you know, have no more than like 20 euro on it. And uh, it guarantees an additional layer of security. You don't need to use your main credit or debit card for all the transactions. And the virtual credit card can be, let's say, uh, so the expenses made on it can be as easily be used by your accountant to do any kind of business write-offs as a normal credit card. 
Okay, thank you. This is good uh, advice. I, I didn't take in consideration till now, but I'll, uh, I'll try no, to put on my notebook for the... So, another question is about the security versus compliance. What do you believe that uh, most of the customers, owners, etc. care most? Do they care more about the compliance or the security? I think so, compliance. For yeah, sure. I think so. Well. Sure. I, 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 tell you, I, I, don't, I, I don't want to to lie, that's why I try to be uh, frankly, and I give you my own response. I don't want to, that's why I, I, I don't want to say what, for sure, yes. All our audience will probably truly appreciate it. So it's good to be, you know, as truthful as possible. Another cool question, and uh, I think that I asked several people about it, and the opinions are uh, pretty diversified. Imagine that there's some kind of, uh, let's say, disagreement between uh, a cybersecurity decision or related decision made by chief engineer, the captain, the owner, and the external IT service company that manages uh, you know, the IT infrastructure of the boat. Who has the most to say? I would say that because the owner owns everything, he can basically you know, fire all the people on the spot and do whatever he wants. But the responsibility of the chief engineer, in theory, is to take care of uh, you know, all the engineering things on boat and making sure that you're basically the, let's say, person with the ultimate power when it comes to making a decision uh, related to uh, the implementation of certain features or fixes related to the engine, etc. The captain is a main person that makes decisions related to you know, uh, sailing in a particular direction despite the fact that the weather condition might not be ideal. And the IT service company, I would say that they basically do whatever you know, they, they sign the contract for, and that's it. So imagine that there is a scenario, there's a certain decision, and all four of you have a disagreement. Who will have the most to say in that case? Frankly, I think so the, the owner, because at one point he can say, look, it's my money, I pay you, you know, just follow the, the direction. But the chief uh, engineer, in my opinion, because also the ATO, AVIT, everything, you know, it's under him. Mm -hmm. He must to to have the um, capacity and ability, you know, to explain one more time. If you know how to how to pack, you know, mm -hmm. an idea for sure. But you must understand because you might if all the time you are uh, you are uh, just follow follow yes man yes man and you follow at one point you deserve your, your career, you know. Things yeah. also, <laughs> you have to be vertical, you know, and just to tell them no, please, sorry, but in my opinion. We must do this, 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 you know. But also for me, this happening in the past to, to follow something, but I know he was on the limit of uh, legal things or um, I was a little bit um, concerned about uh, safety and just I say, sorry, but I cannot do this. Yeah, the, that's pretty cool that you can steer your grant. A lot of people don't do it. If you have the, the, the knowledge, if you know exactly what is the requirement of, of your job, you know, and the rest of the, of the position under you, I think so it's better to stand up. Okay, in the nicely way, you know, it's not necessary to be arrogant to say, no, I'm chief engineer or chief officer and I know better. You cannot say never this, you know. But I think so all the time you can, you can find a, a solution, a proper solution, you know, in the nice way. Yeah, sure. I'm really curious because uh, I've heard some extraordinary cases about, you know, owners, watching a soccer game in the middle of the ocean and then they you know either decided to change course entirely or even move the satellite to get a better connection but uh, 
one thing that I would like to mention is that as a, let's say, security architect or the CISO or person who is truly responsible uh, for the cybersecurity of the organization, the management company or the vessel itself, the, I don't know, like the approach that you check the news once per day and read some kind of blog or the RSS feed uh, once per day, it's no longer valid. Now you need to be basically constantly online. Like you need to, I guess, ideally have a Twitter deck and basically follow all the news in the industry. Because in case of some kind of critical vulnerability being disclosed, you need to be able to uh, act within an hour or two. You cannot wait 24 hours for it because you know, all the, let's say, bad guys or bad actors, they immediately spot the news and they try to take advantage out of it. And uh, based on my personal experience, if you work in the, let's say, an average corporation onshore, it's within your responsibility. So if some kind of critical vulnerability has been disclosed, you can take an action and patch it within, let's say, two hours. But I imagine the scenario once uh, even uh, recently we had a solar winds hack. Imagine that something has happened to it. Uh, this is a critical vulnerability which can, uh, let's say, expose the entire vessel. The patch has been launched. You can simply apply it and mitigate it, but this will result in, let's say, 50 minutes of a downtime. And during that time, the owner watches some important soccer game or whatever. Is it within your, let's say, power to basically make decision that, uh, okay, you guys want to apply it or do you need to ask for the permission, etc.? I think in this kind of uh, situation, it's better just to, to action immediately because you just uh, lose the time to ask permission, to knock the yeah, door. Yeah, I, I was just curious about no, the... No, no, no. But I think this is my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. But in case of, uh, of this scenario, yes, it's better just to have uh, hands free and just to to counter-attack or just to try to stop the, the, the attack immediately. You know, you, you don't have time for uh, for asking permission or... Uh... Yeah, I fully agree with it. So another question is about some kind of interesting cybersecurity related story uh, based on your experience. You don't need to share the names of the vessels or the people. You can just ideally bring an example of a person or a team or you know, whoever that disregarded cybersecurity and perform an action which is being considered Records, let's say. Some other viewers or some other guests in the past shared uh, different stories. And ideally, you know, I would like every single guest to share some interesting cybersecurity stories so other people can learn from it. If you don't have any to share, that's also fine. No, 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 that, I tell you. Um, our management have uh, their own team. Mm -hmm. And uh, time to time, and also I think so this is important for everybody, especially on the act industry. I think so we have uh, like, Twice per year, we have like an um, audit from the mm -hmm. management in matter just of the cybersecurity. And we have like a round table with all of the head of uh, department. And mm -hmm. after that, we is remaining just captain, chief engineer, uh, AVIT officer, and uh, chief officer, because also some kind of things that are, uh, that are under me. Mm -hmm. um, and just we have like, um, like a training to say, you know, like uh, cybersecurity training. Okay, for my knowledge, is not my, uh, I cannot understand the same like an AVIT officer because this is not my, my, my primary job. Yeah, I understand. On my, on, on my job, you know. But uh, yes, I, I think so. Um, everybody must have this kind of uh, discussion or, or training. Uh, and yes, for us, we have, and everybody, they, they have like... Um, good response and also tells uh, happy 
because they share with us uh, different kind of information or I don't know, they are checking the um, uh, password, we have like a password audit and say, look, mm-hmm. it's weak or it's high or yes, no, this is this is very important to have uh, to have discussion and um, yes, whatever can I, we don't have any kind of... Uh, I, I'm glad you have that kind of experience because... We, we are a very young uh, people team. Yeah, I have some friends of mine um, I don't have nothing uh, against the older crew um, members, but they're a little bit um, reticent to say on this kind of, uh, of of discussion, you know. Yeah, and I was like, I like the fact that you uh, brought the, uh, let's say, example of young people. And truth be told, like, it, it was never about the age, especially nowadays with all the knowledge available on the internet. Like, all the older guys, they... You know, they were brought in different times. Uh, for them to be able to access the amount of knowledge that you know now people can access at the age of like 15, they needed to wait until they turn like 25 to get some kind of university, to get to the library, to get and talk with that particular professor that has that certain knowledge. Nowadays, you know, if I would like to basically learn anything, I can just find uh, some kind of online curriculums, watch uh, you know MIT classes about whatever topic I want. Knowledge is broadly available. And uh, more and more young people, they understand that they take advantage out of it. You can see that the older guys, they, they believe in that progressive credentialism. And a lot of younger people, we just hate it. They ask us, you know, not to only get uh, like some master degrees for God knows why. So we need to spend five years trying to educate ourselves about the subject with the knowledge that could have been like summarized in six months or less if we do it right. And then the worst case about that entire product, sort of progressive credentialism is that they ask for different certifications, which is nothing else but money maker for the vendors. You try to explain them that, okay, here's the curriculum of a certain certification. I can just acquire the knowledge on my own without paying 500 euro for an exam, especially for the guys that are just starting the industry. And keep in mind, I'm not saying that you know the quality or the knowledge uh, contained in those courses is obsolete or wrong. I'm just saying that there are different alternatives to learn, and especially for young guys that want to enter the industry, they learn some kind of blogs and hear about you know, the need for cybersecurity people or software developers or whatever, but then maybe except the software development industry. They basically hit the wall. Instead of talking with the manager, they're being outsourced to some you know, 25 years old HR with majoring psychology. She knows nothing about the industry, and then she's about to you know, estimate if a young engineer is capable of doing certain things without having any skills uh, you know, to judge upon. And nevertheless, that was just my quick rant to, let's say, the industry of young versus old people. Uh, it's so... true. But I think so. <laughs> I'll be like this in maybe in, in 20 years, for sure. Because I, I think so. With the year, you know, you, you come with the preconception or you have a um, uh, strong idea of your view. And I think so with the rest, you'll, you'll be also a little bit hard to... Um, to, to change to to keep the yeah to keep the the move to to be all the time to move forward for sure yeah, the, in our age at one point we remain just a little bit uh, stuck and we believe I'm not sure if this will happen to pass because you need know? to take into account that most of the you know like baby boomers people who are kind of in their fifties they kind of <laughs> they mismanage their finances so they would like to retire in five minutes but they have you know. 50,000 euros safe, and uh, they probably need to work till they are dead, in most cases. 
So they will try to stick and lead the corporations or the organizations up until they are 70. And I truly believe that they won't switch their mindset. So the only hope is in like young people that will start companies that will just start to compete. Nevertheless, going back to the topic, uh, which uh, one of the, let's say, common cybersecurity standards is being discussed the most in the industry? And I'm referring to the, you know, IMO resolutions, uh, some uh, national governments resolutions like the US Coast Guard cyber guidelines and uh, new requirements that the US Coast Guard introduced for every single vessel that would like to enter the coast of the US. I'm talking about the industry bodies like uh, you know, BIMCO guideline and some other companies related documents which have been pointed to as a frame of reference. The class societies, like you know, all the no. ISM codes, etc., the owners, operators. What do you think is being discussed the most in general? In my opinion, the the IMO. Mostly. Yes, yes, and also around us, if we have some some kind of of discussion. But I think also the area where you are, if you are somewhere near to America or Canada, I think so for sure take um, from from there. So, you know. Yeah, the problem with IMO is that. The, the way they chose the wording, it basically made it a guide. You know, they, they introduced their guidance. It's not like the requirement, unfortunately. And if you, compare it to Europe, if you compare it to European GDPR, you know, they made it very straight. Like, guys, here are the requirements. You either comply or here are the you know, heavy fees you need to pay. So make your mind. And people you know, calculated that it doesn't make any sense to pay those high fees. They just need to comply. In case of IMO, I think that the, let's say, biggest uh, risk or the problem that a potential vessel can encounter uh, is being detained. But they, they also haven't really qualified it. I think that I called IMO several times. I talked with the representatives and I asked, okay, like, can you try to you know, specify a little what might happen in case of somebody who simply decides to fully disregard all your guidance? And they're like, eh, you know, we can think about it later. So time will show, I guess, that uh, they will fully adapt. From another hand, I truly believe that uh, the organization like IMO and the fact that they introduced some kind of guidance, they, they did the right thing. Because even if the guidance represents the very minimum set of the requirements, at least that just exposes the, let's say, tragic state of cybersecurity posture on most of the vessels. Most of the vessels. I know that your vessel is probably, let's say, well organized, but I'm referring to the vast majority of them. It's true, it's true. So uh, we are hitting 30 minutes markup. Uh, I have one more question, and this is related to uh, the seasonal maintenance that every single vessel uh, probably needs to take into account every you know, year or every five years. During that maintenance, I presume that the boat is being repainted, potential, let's say, uh, flows related to the engine or the very body of the vessel are being fixed. But uh, what about uh, the very update of their cybersecurity infrastructure? Is it common for it to, for example, either update the hardware if it's very old, or basically use that opportunity not to only address the, let's say, physical marine issues, like making sure that the body of the boat is proper, but uh, also you know, adjust their IT infrastructure in opposed to simply upgrading the entertainment system. No, in uh, in my personal uh, experience on the last two two years, no. When we have uh, it is happening for for me to to pass these five years, and 
Um, we have a, a plan, a maintenance plan for everything, for the exterior, for the engine department, which is integrated with the cybersecurity, mm-hmm. with the AVIT, with, the, with everything. Interior, oh, we try to, to attack everything. But again, not everybody are doing the same. I, I know and I have friends that are just uh, repeating quickly in case of something on the exterior, what is just for the entertainment, they try to, to change another. Okay. We Something you, uh, not uh, not very important. Yes, they are put like uh, sure. And have you noticed boats using security operation center as a service? So boats, let's say, subscribing to some kind of external companies offering the full monitoring and intrusion detection on their network. Um, I tell you, for us, it's under the management company. Okay, but, so in most cases, based on your experience, the management company manages. Yes, yes, but uh, I tell you, I, I think so. It, is this the best for the uh, rest of the um, or the active? They don't have this. It is better just to to have, you know, an outside company, you know, to take. Yeah, care I, I know, but I presume yeah. that the yacht management company they hire outside external company. They probably don't have enough, you know, either manpower or subject matter experts to take care of it properly. Sure. I, I, I tell you, I think so. It's. Um, it's hard to have experience of, uh, of of everything, you know, in when you are a management company, you know. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I think so they are working with different kind of company on the specific area. Okay, makes sense. And I think it is the best to, to do because that's the like me, you know. If I want to know something about uh, I don't know paint, I have a knowledge because it's under me. Mm-hmm. But if I need some uh, more information for sure. I'm going uh, to the I don't know to the paint producer. Yeah, and consult them. That's obvious. How to proceed? How to mix? How to? It's normal because you cannot be um, to be expert in everything. It's impossible. Yeah, sure. So that will be it. We hit the 38 minutes markup. I'm really glad that you joined this podcast. And uh, yeah, thank you for joining. Okay, thank you very much, Robert. Take care. And have a nice day. Uh, day and uh, happy new year will be happy new year as well